Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Sela Circle Podcast, where we help you pause, pray, and pay attention to what God is doing in your life. I'm Sherry Boykin, your host. Let's get started. So, hi, welcome to the Sela Circle Podcast. I am Sherry Boykin, your host, and my very, very special guest today is Kaki Boykin, my 12th grade daughter. So you can know right off the bat, whatever you get on this podcast is going to be absolute truth. So you're going to understand that, right, Kaki? Because you're not about to just make up stuff, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So thanks so much for joining us today. And on the Sailor Circle podcast, for those of you who are not yet familiar, what we do are three things. We pray, we pause, and we pay attention to what God is doing in our lives. That's so important because when we don't do that, it could look like he's not doing anything at all. And that's never true. So I just want you to be aware of that. And we're going to just talk today about some very general, everyday, everyone's life kind of things. That sound good to you, Kaki? Yeah. Okay. So what do you have on your mind? Anything in particular? Uh, well, Sherry, no. <laughs> No, um, mom. I just call me. Okay. <laughs> so, as a teenager, tell me what's your uh, secret, if you would call it that, to walking in Christ and not getting carried away with every whim of every activity that's going on around you that might not be honoring to God. To God. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you add that last part in because I'm like, as a teenager, I feel like I do get caught up in most whims. But uh, yeah, um, I would say one of the biggest things I've learned is like being around other Christians, like, like as much as you possibly can be, your inner circle probably should not all be unsaved. You know, that's just how it is. It's easier to take this journey with other people who are also taking this journey. Um, At the beginning of, uh, like when I was an underclassman in high school, I really had a lot of friends who weren't on the same page as me. And eventually it's like, I became like them just to fit in. So likewise, once I uh, started to take my faith seriously and get baptized, I was like, I think some changes need to happen in this friend group. I need to put myself in a situation where people are wanting the best for me spiritually as well. So that's the big thing. Uh, Honestly, like not saying, you know, no unsaved friends at all. Just like make sure you're making wise decisions in that, in that sense. Peer pressure is so real. So if you can peer pressure yourself into reading the Bible, that's great. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's really good. That's really good. What What would you say to people who say, well, then, um, okay, uh, do you have to be two-faced, as we used to say? In other words, do you have to act one way in front of friends who are not saved in an entirely different way? around people who are is that what you're saying that you do no and that's actually really interesting because for a long time I thought that you know if I if I 
use like Christian language in front of my unsaved friends, they're going to think I'm totally weird and they're not going to get it. But really, it's so, it seems inauthentic if you're talking one way with like friends at church than you are with your unsaved friends. It's almost like you're doing your unsaved friend a disservice by not being honest with them and also like not letting them in. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to learn currently how to just like say things like, Oh, let me pray for that. Like about that for you to a friend who may not believe in prayer, but like I do and I can bring them into that and not make them feel like, Oh, well she prayed for so-and-so, but she won't pray for me. Like that's, not a situation that encourages spiritual growth. So um, really just being the same, being consistent, which may be difficult, but like being one person is a whole lot easier <laughs> than being several, depending on who you're with. So. Oh, I get that. I appreciate you saying that because that's, um, that really is the truth. And I know that it seems to a lot of people like, oh, well, if the person that you're praying for doesn't believe in prayer, why are you praying for them? I'm thinking, because they don't believe in prayer. I mean, that's the whole yeah. reason. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't that make sense to you? Yeah. You show them, um, prove, if you have to use that word, that God is alive and well and working in their lives. And, and it's also a friendly and a kind thing to do. Why would I not pray for someone who I know needs help and who's in need of a kind of help that I can't really deliver myself? I was just wondering what you would say was your most challenging or is your most challenging kind of relationship to deal with um, as a high schooler. Would it be with your uh, Christian friends? Would it be with uh, non-Christian friends. I'm just wondering, you know, what what's the most challenging kind? And I can you can use or consider challenging as a good thing or as a negative thing, depending on which direction you want to go on that. I would say, right now, the most challenging. That's a really good question. Um, likely, um, unsaved Christians who are older so unsaved christians so what do you mean by that explain that oh i'm sorry <laughs> unsaved uh <laughs> adults who are in our school so you know whether that be you know someone working at the front desk or a teacher i find that the most challenging because they've lived a lot longer than i have they have different experiences they may have like really awful experiences with the church that, you know, I can't fix, you know, so it, and they're in a place of authority in the sense that they're older than us and they're in charge of us when we're at school. So mm. sometimes if they say something that really contradicts what I believe in, it's super hard to speak up and say something because it's like, oh, you know, it's their opinion. They're trying to share their opinion and they're older than us. Like, you know, if it was just a friend or even just like someone I didn't know that well, just appear, like I, I'm more likely to say something than mm -hmm. I am with a, someone in authority. It's so difficult. 
So like I found that something that is nice is knowing who the Christian teachers and staff are because you kind of have them in your corner and then you feel like, okay, you know, we all know that, you know, so-and-so needs praying for, okay, great. We can do that. And it makes you feel less alone, you know, like fighting fire with fire almost, you know, and that like an unsaved adult with a saved adult, it, it helps the situation a whole lot more. But definitely as a student, as a kid, I feel like, who am I to say, you know, anything about their long, long life and their long, like many experiences. So. Sure. No, I, I understand that. And that's an honest answer. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I got another question for you because I know this is a uh, a stickler for a lot of people. Uh, what, if any, is the value of paying attention to what God is doing in your life? Yeah, um, I'm going to go on a limb here, sort of, and say, mm-hmm. I honestly believe that like, if I didn't pay attention to my life right now, or at all, in the past two, I probably would be very, very depressed in the sense that like, I wouldn't see the things that God has done for me and for our family, like over all these years, like even just the last year, (laughs) it's been crazy. Like he's moved some pretty, pretty big mountains and not Mm -hmm. all of them, you know, like he's not done. So I, you know, it's really, it's been really good to like sometimes just sit down at the end of the day and journal just like it could be sometimes two sentences like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe, you know, God did this today. And Mm -hmm. just like having that, it like you can believe God exists. Okay. But what has he done for you? And that's a testimony. So growing your testimony, giving like like evidence almost of like, yeah, I saw God today. I saw God do this. That like, it's super encouraging because you don't feel like some, you know, floater, free floater that God is just, you know, sort of watching, kind of sort of there uh, exactly. sometimes. And, you know, it, it's like, no, nope, he did this today. And I'm thankful for it. And then, like, it's pretty much the same as, like, making a what I'm thankful for list, you know? Like, that sure. literally helps your brain think more positively. Mm-hmm. And then paying attention to your life does the same thing. You know, I saw God and he, like, the Holy Spirit worked today. So mm-hmm. it's really important. Well, you know, what do you say to people who would argue, well, it's hard, isn't it hard to say what God has done and declare it as having been done by God as as opposed to having been done by people? How do you know the difference? Well, people don't do much. I mean, honestly, like, you know, um, God uses people as instruments. Yeah. So, like, really, people don't do much, you know. So, 
any positive thing that's a god sighting any mm-hmm. and even sometimes yeah sometimes when there aren't many people involved that's the greatest you know the greatest sighting like oh, i'm trying to think like uh it didn't snow today right yeah for you that's a great blessing it's winter exactly. you snow Uh, you know like that's something nobody can control Mm -hmm. but if you were praying for no snow hey like you know you got it so exactly you know that that would be considered a god sighting and you know i know some people are gonna say well what about the bad things because you know bad things happen and you know god's in control of that true and that's, I mean, that that's where it gets sticky, right? But yeah, and you know, I'm. It's like I know what I know in my mind, and I'm expressing at it. I'm not the best. People like you are a lot better at explaining how God works in those situations. But I'd say, like any positive situation that, like sometimes I pray and I'm like, and I get surprised by the response, like oh, like. Lord, can you help me in this math test today? And then I show up to class, the teacher isn't there. And so mm-hmm. we end up, you know, having an extra day to study. Like that wasn't even in my thinking, but God right. will surprise you and give you give you a gift. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> like yeah. that, that's a God sighting. Oh yeah. Attention. Okay. Yeah. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let's talk about what God has done and yeah. is doing in our lives. It's an encouragement to those um, who are busy at work waiting for something like that in their own lives. And it honors God in the same at the same time. So these are all good, good things. Mm-hmm. What do you say if we uh, pray real quickly? Because we do pause, pray, and pay attention, right, to what God mm-hmm. has done in our lives. Let's take a second to do that. Uh, Father, we thank you for tonight's uh, discussion. We thank you for every listener that we have, every viewer that we have as well. And we just pray that you would move in the hearts of your people uh, to do precisely what you have planned to do. We know that you are a God who knows the end from the beginning and who has everything planned out in just the way that it should unfold in our lives. Help us to be on board with you. Help us to enjoy the journey. We pray this in every single thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Talk to you next time. See ya.